Welcome to Love Essie, the podcast. Hi, everyone. This is episode 69, and I was trying to come up with some sort of like catchy, witty title since <laughs> 6 9, but I couldn't. So, this, this, I don't know what, I don't know what we're going to call this episode. Um, this episode, this episode, I am talking about six different books. Imagine, uh, technically it's not a total of nine people because it's two couple, two couples per book. So really 12, but if I add the one and the two, that becomes three and that is the root of nine. So there we go. See, it all comes together. It all comes together. Okay. So this week, um, as I said, I'm gonna. I'm talking about six books in the sense that I'm talking about a four book little like quartet by one author and a duo or duet by another author. They're not technically. Is it a duet? It's not a duet in that like the first book leaves a cliffhanger for the second book. No, um, but it's like two books about two brothers. So anyway. Now, what's really interesting is that these are kind of, I wouldn't, I want to say they're polar opposites or just they're not in the same sort of realm. Um, the four, the quartet, the four book one is a contemporary and the other one is a paranormal. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the paranormal first, uh, partially because the second book in the paranormal paranormal sorry just came out um and then i'll talk about the other four books yeah yeah okay right let's get to it (laughs) so the first two books are by drea anderson i've read her before and i spoke about her books in a previous episode and of course at this moment i am blanking anyway uh, this is the Hamilton Brothers, like, duet. So the first book is called The Friend Contract. The second book, The Alpha Affair, I want to say came out about two weeks ago. May have been a little bit more. Um, but it's, you know, not more than, um, I believe a month since it came out. And so I was all like, okay, yeah. Let's read this because I I love paranormals, as you guys know, and I definitely love shifter books. And these are shifter books. So I'm like, sign me up, give to me, um, need it in my face. Um, purchased it April 19th, but is that the day it came out? Maybe April 20th. So I'm like, how did I purchase it? Oh, I put it on pre-order. I was just like going to be be like, Amazon, how did that how did that happen? Um, yeah. So these two, right? Uh, it's two brothers, right? The two Hamilton brothers, uh, Gabe and Brent, and they are twins. So we get Gabe's book first. And Gabe ends up with Naomi, who is a panther from the prowl that is in the book uh, Chasing Savannah. Naomi is actually cousin to the main girl or the heroine in Chasing Savannah. So technically speaking, we meet Naomi for the first time in Chasing Savannah. Um, and she's actually 
a Zeta, Zeta, Zeta um, in her prowl. So if you've read paranormal romances before, right, different authors will sort of call the familial sort of pack groups different things. A lot of times you hear pack, that's a very common term. And I feel like uh, it's very common because wolf shifter books, it's like wolf pack, right? So obviously you talk about a pack. Um, bears, I often hear the term clan. I think this was the first time I heard the world prowl, but it made sense. And what was really interesting is in this series, your sort of leader of the prowl isn't called an alpha, as we often see it within uh shifter books he's called the felix right which i i really was like oh okay cool i like this i like where we're going with this um because we're seeing concepts that we've obviously seen before but with a twist on them um and you know i i enjoyed it so within the felix prowl um in shifter books we always hear of alphas and betas but this was like, well, what about if there were Zetas, right? We also hear about Omegas. I don't recall if in her, if in Drea's world, there are Omegas. I don't think that's mentioned. So there might not be. But Naomi is a Zeta. Um, and she actually, I feel like she does what other authors assign to an Omega character. So it's like she's able to help the pack the the prowl members sort of regulate their emotions give them comfort when they need you know sort of bring people down when they're at a 10 and bring them down to like a five or a two kind of thing like she's sort of there to help with the emotional equilibrium of the prowl gabe is a bear gabe is a bear bear um so i thought it was really cool that um in this world we are able to see right um relationships between different kinds of shifters and there isn't some weird like prejudice like oh you're a bear i'm a panther it can't work because we only have to stick to our own kind of thing um it's more of a question of like your mate is your mate now in this case both books do have the faded mate trope as in gabe knows pretty much early on that Naomi is his mate. Naomi, though, what's also interesting is she's latent. So when we first meet her, she does not have any powers and cannot tap into her panther. And so I think um, in this world, latent is very close to basically being full human uh, because you they don't really have any of the, the, the additional um, attributes that the other prowl members who aren't latent have. But when um, the Prowl gets their head, Felix, who has, who is in a triad because that couple from Chasing Savannah, sorry, it's not a couple, it's a throuple, um, Savannah, that's the girl's name, um, she has two mates, right? It's the Felix and his beta. So it's because of that triad and that triad being so strong that the pack, I guess, has, or the Prowl, sorry, is able to then have a Zeta which is Naomi, and so she's able to access power that she hadn't been able to really access before as a latent member. So Naomi's kind of like, okay, I'm latent. And Gabe's like, you're my mate. And she's kind of like, whatever. 
Um, and so we get to see throughout the book, Gabe trying to figure out how to get Naomi to like give him a shot and like want to be with him. Um, so this book also has the um, sort of fake, it's not fake dating because he suggests a fake engagement. So even though it's a faded mate book or there's that trope, um, we start out with the fake engagement trope because he's really just trying to essentially force a proximity between them. They're already best friends, but he wants to basically have her see him in a new kind of light. And so by making it seem like they are, you know, fake engaged, like maybe he can you know, further his agenda, which I think is really interesting that immediately he, he was kind of like, this is what's going to work. Um, so then we get to sort of see these two as they have to like navigate this because he is aware that they are mates. She is not aware and truly thinks that she's doing her friend this favor, but is also struggling with like, I'm doing him this favor, but what if he meets like the one, right? His mate, and then I lose my friend and all this stuff. And while you're reading, you're like, but girl, but he's it, but, but, but what? Um, so I thought it was like interesting that the author, um, went this way. And I think you're able, she was able to do it, right? Because Naomi was latent. So she wouldn't have known right away that Gabe was her mate because she didn't have access to her panther and those powers. Um, and so she was like under the impression that, that, you know, he was not her mate. So that's book one. And I was like, ooh, read that, loved it. And then I went on to book two, which is The Alpha's Affair. This is Gabe's twin, Brent. And Brent, right, so Gabe and Brent are twin brothers, but Brent is the future alpha of their clan. And their parents are alive and well. Um, one of the things I thought was, uh, have really enjoyed about Drea's uh, sort of paranormal world is that it hasn't so it's clear that shifters are living amongst humans they're not like out out but it's also like like it's not you know and there isn't there are some shifter books where it's like there's been such a trauma and devastation that the pack or pal or clan um has had to go through right they it's not always but i feel like in a lot of shifter books when we're meeting the characters who are going to get there happily ever after we're meeting them at a time of like mass sometimes it's a time of massive upheaval in their you know um you know group and there's almost all not almost always but i feel like there's such a heavy emphasis on like pain and death and like Brent's parents are alive and well and his dad is going to pass on the torch of alpha and I feel like in a lot of books it's like this character is becoming alpha because their father either died of sickness died because they were they were killed or like died in war kind of thing like it's not like I grew to you know a certain age and was ready to pass on the power to you and now I get to be retired it's like I did and so now you alpha um and so we don't see that with with Brent um and his lady um is named Mercedes Brent is alive well sorry not Brent Brent's father Julian is alive and well and is like I'm ready to step down and it's time for your turn to be alpha and obviously i will advise you but i'm ready to like be in retirement with my my boo with my wife 
And I, I really enjoy that because I feel like, again, there are a lot of romances that are shifter where it's like the reason why a character becomes alpha, it's often I became alpha too early because the previous alpha who I may or may not have been related to was killed was tortured was this that and the other um and so I really liked that it was like nah it's none of that it's just it is now time right uh which feels very like oh nice um and so Brent ends up though but here's the thing Brent oh sorry Gabe and Naomi were both shifters Brent's gal Mercedes is not a shifter she's a witch and when I read that I was like wait there are witches in this world which is also like well why wouldn't there be but there are you know i've definitely read shifter or i've definitely read shifter romances where it's like there's just shifters and then there's humans but there's no mention of other potential um what's the word occult creatures people things oh what was the word i feel like it's from cresley cole where it's like everyone who's from like quote-unquote not like the human world so that would include vampires witches demons all that there was a name for them but i'm blanking on that so anyway so all of a sudden it's like oh we've got a witch and both of her uh both of her grandmothers who raised her are both witches and so we get to sort of see how but again there was a bit of like there is prejudice between shifters and witches but it wasn't like that is the beef of the conflict and now we got to see people being like horrible to each other and the two of them you know not being together like there is a moment where brent is about to ask um mercedes to basically be his like his mate and she's kind of like he's gonna ask me to step aside and I'm not gonna do it da, da, da. like she's convinced that he's going to be like I'm about to be alpha and honestly you're a witch so we're not gonna be able to continue this even though I started this so my bad can you step aside and she's all ready to be like absolutely the hell not like she's not really focused she's very much thinking like I'm not gonna make this easy for him I'm not gonna step aside blah blah, blah. he shouldn't have started you know don't start what you're not gonna finish kind of thing and he's kind of like uh will you will you that basically bomb with me and be mine and she's kind of like what what like you're you are choosing me and he's kind of looking at her like yes <laughs> what were you thinking what's wrong with you of course i'll be choosing you he's like my bear is crazy about you um and i really really enjoyed that um brett was also like way more laid back of a character until he was like nah you're being disrespectful in which case one a character was disrespectful he basically was like oh okay well let me show you let me show you how that gets uh what the response to that is and i was like oh okay so brent is like i'm not gonna start anything i'm never gonna start anything but i will finish it because i am alpha um so i also really really enjoyed his character because gabe is a lot more like grunt grunt um oh what was also really cool is that the bears kind of like grunt at each other and are able to communicate and i was like oh i like that i like that because obviously like in the in the wild they're you know bears aren't shifters so they're not shifting to humans Ima no i'm kidding i was gonna be like imagine if this whole time bears have actually been shifters and they've just been really good at always hiding their human selves but no 
let's not let's not go there so yeah so those were the two the two books and i love like the connection to chasing savannah um i would love to see more books set in this world right um i would love to i i don't know if there are any other characters we well charlotte is naomi's sister and i don't know that she's with anyone so uh if 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 drea anderson hears this we would love and by we i mean me uh would love a book for charlotte um so i'm pretty sure she she's a single gal brett and gabe had sisters but i think the triplets wait did the triplets have partners or were the triplets single i don't remember for some reason that's not clear to me so if the triplets were single then um also would love their books i mean you can just introduce people and i will you know be like sign me up sign me up so that was like one portion of what um i read this week um and i was really enjoying you know being in a paranormal world that's like set in tampa florida i was like it's in florida right that was it's it's set in tampa um so i really really enjoyed that the other four books that i read like i said i want to say polar opposites but a whole different whole different area of romance contemporaries um slightly older contemporaries written by nora roberts now friends um way back way back when when i was in my youth right when i was when i was young and i was reading all of my books from the public library in toronto i think i picked up nora roberts because she had so many and i vaguely remember it being some sort of divorcee type storyline i didn't finish it um i dnf that book as in did not finish that book before i even knew of the term definitely return that without completing it and remember thinking ew didn't enjoy that at all i don't like nora roberts and pretty much like was that don't think i picked up another nora roberts ever after so i was kind of like nah absolutely not and i remember just being like i don't want to read about like someone who's divorced and this that and the other which i'm now understanding that there are there is not always but there is some romance that I feel more comfortable. I felt more comfortable reading when I was younger. And now there's romance that I feel more comfortable reading now that I'm older. Like new adult borderline. Why could care less? I don't care about y'all being in college. Sometimes it's like they're getting a master's. So I'm like, okay, but undergrad? The author has to really, really, really do it well. Um, And because if not, I'm like, nope, absolutely not. Um, and sometimes also the early 20s, like first job out of college ones. Again, unless they're brilliantly written, I'm like, uh, what was this shit? And why did I fucking read it? Um, whereas now like storylines where characters are older, um, mid 30s, late 30s, I'm like all over that shit because that's me. Um, I actually do am enjoying like divorce couple or divorce it divorced person um and how you know in a way that like when i was younger i was kind of like i want to read about people who got divorced and whatever and i also feel like that one wrote nora roberts i had read at the time might have at least at the beginning skewed way more women's fiction 
Um, which really, to be honest with you, um, I almost always shy away from. I'm just kind of like, I, I want a romance. <laughs> romance. Romance with sex scenes. Okay, not just relationships of people. Don't care. Don't want. So I hadn't touched Nora Roberts since. Had I been in Barnes and Nobles and seen like the you know seven hundred and four shelves of books she had, hell yeah. Had I heard about like there being some in that was either named after one of her books or vice versa, hell yeah. But had I picked one up, absolutely not. And then something happened, guys. Then something happened, um, which is really uh, you know one of the reasons why I read um, a lot of the books I've been reading lately. Someone I trusted talked about this book on the social medias so b of b and her books i'm pretty sure it was her mentioned the fourth book either on instagram or twitter don't remember because i follow her on both um so she mentioned book four which is called happy ever after and I, I don't remember. I think it was Twitter. I think people were talking about it. And a bunch of people joined in like, oh my God, yes. So good. And I was like, hmm. So I go to like Libby, of course. And I see it there. And I read the blurb. And I was like, sounds interesting. But a part of me was like, but this is the fourth book. And nowhere did anyone say you had to read them in order. But my brain was like, let me read these in order. It's just four. I can do it. So first book vision in white i was like let me do it and then i started reading it and immediately i was like this is why i don't like this woman there was something in that first book about the dialogue and just the way the two characters were mac and carter that i was like i think i was at 20 to 30 percent and about to dnf i was like this is not working for me like at all and it was weird because part of me was drawn in by this concept and sorry you you're probably like and and qual is the concept what is it are you going to tell us i'm going to tell you it's four friends who have a wedding business called vows and they literally provide everything for your wedding mac is the photographer emma is the florist laurel is the baker and parker plans everything so that you have like the most wonderful day. So I was like, I didn't hate Mac and Carter as characters, but something about it, I was like, uh. so then I never used to do this. I used to just be like, I'm going to read every word basically on the page. And then sometimes we're like, why did I do that? But I distinctly remember hearing some people being like, I'll be reading and I'll just skim sections that I'm just like, whatever about and keep going. And I was like, let me try that with this book. Because there was something there. There was like there was a like a little a little seed, a little mustard seed that 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 I was taking I was taking the faith that it would that it would blossom, that it would grow into what do mustard seeds grow into? Do they grow into trees? Plants, bushes? Who knows? But I was like, there's something here. So I skimmed a bit and I got past a certain portion where I was like, oh and I kept reading Mac and Carter and I was like okay and of course while i'm reading i'm starting to i'm obviously seeing other characters on the page right i'm seeing emma and i'm seeing laurel and i'm seeing parker and a part of me was like i'm really loving mac and carter's entire story but i'm not hating it and i'm curious 
so I vi- I finished Vision in White. I was kind of like, okay, all right, let me start the second one. Second book is Bed of Roses, right? Then this is Emma and Jack. So what was interesting was Mac and Carter, I believe, went to school together, but weren't really close. And Carter had always had a massive crush on Mac. And Mac basically didn't know, knew of him, but, you know, had no idea that such a thing was a thing. And then, you know, they meet as adults and end up falling for each other. And Mac at first is very much like, falling for someone? Who does that? Um, Not I, except haha, joke on her. Emma and Jack, though, Jack had always been around because Jack was is best friends with Parker's older brother. And Parker is one of the four women in this wedding business who they've all been friends since they were kids. So then I started reading Emma and Jack's story and I was enjoying it. I was like, oh, OK. There were still moments where I was kind of like, uh, and part of their conflict I was a little aggravated by. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know, but I was liking them, right? Um, And, like, also what I thought was really interesting is there's a lot, it's heavy on, like, what they do for work, right? Weddings. And on one level, I was like, this is a lot of detail about other people's weddings. But I felt like, especially book two onwards, that having that information really gave you insight into the character's so that they seemed even more real. So book two, I'm like, okay, okay. So I get to book three, savor the moment. This is Laurel, the baker, with Delaney, which everyone calls him Del, because Delaney seems like such an odd first name to me. Um, and Del is Parker's older brother. So it was like, oh my God, because... The first one is, like, two people who are, like, falling for each other. The second is, like, two friends. So the second book, I guess you could say, is, like, kind of friends to lovers, right? Because they've been friends this whole time. Um, book three, though, is, like, a best friend's older brother. And Laurel has been in love with him this whole time. And she's the baker. And I will say, I wanted to eat every single concoction she made like every cake whatever a part of me was like I want this like I want to be able to eat this and I know that's not possible and I'm a little just just a tad saddened that I'm not going to be able to eat this how dare you Nora Roberts how dare you um so by the time I got to book three I was like okay I think it's either book two or three that we meet the guy that Parker ends up with in book four. From the moment he's on the page, you're like, oh, these two are going to end up together. And it's interesting because Mac and Carter in the first book, I'm kind of like, but once like they're together, seeing them together and the way that they fit in with their friends, like in the first book, four women are single absolutely no thought on the horizon of being with anyone by book three three women have partners two of those guys are best oh jack and Dell are best friends then of course they're bringing carter into their group their friendship because he's marrying you know the woman he's marrying they've known all their lives and is best friends with their both their future women or sorry not their future women their future brides and then Malcolm, who is Dell's friend, 
also gets sort of pulled in. So we see how four friends go from four friends to like this like sort of growth in like family and that like they're all going to be with someone, but they're all still going to be friends and how that's all going to work out. So I get through Savor the Moment, right, with Laurel and Delaney. I really think that one at that point, I was like, okay, this one I really enjoy. Like the best friend's older brother trope was present, but Parker wasn't like crazy about the fact that like Laurel and Delaney or Del got together um, and they weren't like, there wasn't that like, oh, we can't be together because of my, because, you know, your friend, my sibling, and blah, blah, blah. Like, there wasn't, and I don't know if it would have been different if it had been inverted, right? If it had been Parker falling for Dell's best friend. We saw a little bit of that because Dell was a bit weird about Emma wanting you know, Emma and Jack, and partially because Jack didn't, like, fess up when he should have. Um, but we didn't really get a, a lot of that craziness. So then... Once I finished that book, I was like, okay, now I can start book four, which is Happy Ever After, which is Parker and Malcolm's book. Now, Parker being the wedding planner, throughout the other three books, all so much of what we see of Parker is this woman who works so, so hard to give, you know, people happiness, to give them joy, to give them the perfect event right through each of the first three books we see parker taking calls at all hours talking down brides figuring out issues amongst family just making smoothing everything out so that every time a couple gets married at vows um on the estate that belonged to her parents and not belonged to her and her brother that it is like a wonderful fantastic event that perfectly fits the couple the individuals like all of that and so by the time we got to her book I was really excited for her book because the build-up had been like not to say that the rest of them don't work really hard but it's very different to like be the person who's coordinating everything and then how does that work How do you create, craft a love story for someone who is always so focused on everyone else's love story, right? How do you do that? Um, And what kind of man is going to end up with someone who works as much as Parker did? And so what I thought was done really well and interestingly is Malcolm, who is a mechanic, who meets them, like we see it actually... Was Malcolm on the page in the very first book or the second book? No, second book, because we first meet him because Emma's car breaks down or isn't working. No. We first hear about him. We do first hear about him in the first book because Mac's mom, Linda, who... (sighs) You know how there are toxic and shit parents out there? That woman, whoa, (laughs) You know how there are parents that you kind of like, they weren't the greatest, but we hope that the character and the parent like work things out. Nah, you, you kind of root for Linda to like slip, fall and break her neck or um, slip, fall and break her back, slip, fall and uh, 
crack her head like just die basically she was terrible anyway back to parker and malcolm malcolm is very much aware of the amount of work that parker puts into her job he puts in a significant amount of uh time and effort into his job right he's a mechanic but not just like a like he restores like vintage cars and all that jazz but he is very much like conscious of let me not get in her face it's more that he's like okay there are moments where i want it to just be about me and you but i also know that to get to that you're gonna need to take these three phone calls and then you're free um he never is like your work is crazy your workload's over the top you need to stop it's more like do what you gotta do but then put pause at this point so we can then have our time kind of thing and I don't think she'd ever had that before. I think it was more of like, I can't handle all this work you're doing instead of like figuring out how to compromise and navigate that. So I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't really, I, I mean, of the four, Happy Ever After is definitely my favorite. Um, and I really liked seeing how Parker gets to have the moments that her friends have since she is the one who had always planned for them um so i really 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 enjoyed that um and what didn't think that i would at first because like i said the first book i almost dnf that and was gonna be all like nah y'all y'all lie it ain't hit the way you said it was supposed to kind of thing like so sorry but no in fact between Nora Roberts and Drea Anderson I had a really great reading week I'm gonna say like six books sometimes I'm lucky if I get through one book in a week and this week I got through six six cease cease um which I I personally think is impressivo impressivo so yes that was my reading week like I said, different areas of, of the romance because paranormal, wolf, you know, wolf shifters, sorry, bear and panther shifters and a witch. Um, and then over here, contemporary <laughs> people getting married. Just that's it. Just people getting married. Contemporary. Um, a little bit dated. There were uh, not too dated where there's like mentions of pagers because definitely cell phones, but there was like obviously no mentions of apps and so like the much stronger and no mention i think of social media because i think this book is written with cell phones existing but not necessarily smartphones um actually when were those published i'm curious oh the release of ever after was 2010 but I also don't know when it was written. And that might just be the ebook. I don't know necessarily if the print book was the same. But it definitely wasn't like. Didn't feel very like right now, now, now. Um, but it was real. I really quite enjoyed. And also, I think maybe why I also really like the fourth book is by the fourth book, the other three couples are together. We're seeing, you know, them in their 
after their happily ever after kind of moment, right? Um, I believe we get Mac and Carter's wedding in the fourth book. Um, and it was interesting because I think as I was reading, I was kind of like, wait, we're going to get Mac and Carter's wedding, but not anyone else's wedding. Because it was literally like Mac and Carter got together first, got married, getting married first. Then it was going to be Emma and Jack getting married a few months later. Then a few months after that was going to be Dell and Laurel. And then after, you know, well, then after that, like we weren't entirely sure, but we knew it would be Parker and Mal because he does like propose in the the book. But I was kind of like, I'm not going to get the other two weddings. But then by the end of the book, I was like, I don't need that. Um, but I did like that um, book four almost worked as a extended epilogue for the other couples. But not in a like annoying way. Because again, so much of like how these women operated and did everything. They were basically, you know, in each other's... Because they worked together on the same state, in the same business. Like, it just all flowed together in a way that really like I was like okay um and maybe I could be wrong but I feel like by the end of the book the way in which it was written sort of the um what's the word oh the first book apparently is from 2000 early 2009 so the iPhone would have just been out maybe a year and depending on, and that's when it was published, if the book had been written um, by 2007, then obviously, sorry, just being like, oh, um, yeah, but I think by the time I got to the fourth book, the sort of, the way the dialogue flowed didn't feel so like, what the fuck? It was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm cool with this. I like it. But at first, I definitely was like, ooh, I don't know. So I definitely am going to consider trying more Nora Roberts. But I'm really going to be like, I need someone who I really like, you know, trust to recommend. Can't just be anybody because I definitely am like, I don't know if I want to just read whatever. But pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised. And yeah, Drea, uh, I really like the bears. And part of me is like, ooh, is it because I've read so many wolf shifter books that like now I'm all like bears? I think, you know what? I think the other reason why I really like they're big and like makes me, I know that they obviously don't look like teddy bears, but like imagine a big ass or a massive ass black bear or brown bear and that's your mate. I'm like, oh, cute. Like, you could curl up next to your mate if they're in their fur and just fall asleep. Anyway, I also definitely enjoy that duo or duet, whatever, and really want to see more in that world. Would love, ooh, I had a crazy thought. What if Charlotte ended up with like a male witch? What is that? A wizard? A mage? Whatever the fuck it, whatever that's called. Um, a sorcerer? Um, I don't actually know. Or a completely different animal that we haven't met yet. What if there are wolves in this world? Which makes sense. If there's bears and there's panthers, there's probably wolves. And Charlotte ends up with a wolf. Because there's a wolf pack in Tampa. I wonder. Hmm. Thoughts. Thoughts. So yeah, 
that was a this week all right i'm gonna pause here and when i come back it'll be time for gratitude attitude all right it's gratitude attitude time okay so this week three things i am grateful for so the first one i got my second shot of the pfizer vaccine um the first day it was great the second day not so great but it's okay because i'm doing okay and i'm really 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 thankful that i was able to get it second thing that i'm like super grateful for um it's something i did for me um i impact all my books <laughs> um they're still unpacking to be done because honestly if you've ever moved um <gasps> holy shit is there so much to pack and unpack but i unpacked um all of the cardboard boxes that said that they had books in them they're still like three milk crates plastic ones that have books in them but like progress you know daily but surely but whatever i'll get there and then the third thing that I'm super grateful for, um, I bought flowers, um, just to have like f- fresh flowers in the house. And I bought like these pretty carnations, um, in two colors and baby's breath. And they've just like all opened up and look really nice. And it just feels really nice. I remember a while ago, um, maybe a few years ago, hearing someone being like, yeah, having fresh cut flowers in your house all the time is great. And I was kind of like, bitch, what? That was crazy. What? What do you mean? Like, oh. And then I started doing it, and it really does make a difference. You just feel nice. It feels nice, honestly. Um, especially like I don't got no garden, girl. Like I'm a fourth floor walk up. Where where am I gardening? Oh, from your window. No, no, sorry. I'm not that good. Okay, at uh. My thumb is not green. <laughs> I have killed succulents. Um, so buying fresh flowers to then like put in va you know, I have two vases. I keep one in my room and I have one in the living room. So it's like, you know, I can I can whatever see it. And like I'm arranging it all. I'm not like good, I guess, at it. I'm just kinda like, oh some are shorter, some are taller, whatever. But it just feels really nice. So yeah. I I had a pretty good week. I'm, you know, all in all. And these were the three things that, you know, felt really good. Like when I'm fully unpacked, I'm going to feel amazing. But also, that's so hard. Fully don't recommend it. Zero out of 10. And I've been saying this now uh, since I moved. Uh, Zero out of 10 unpacking. Boo. Boo. Don't like it not a fan not a fan but at some point i'll get to it yeah 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 so that's all i've got for you guys this week thank you so much for listening for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the episode um if you really hated it reach out tell me why be like so i had a problem with this with this with this with this um and if you really loved it reach out and tell me why be like absolutely love this and this and this and this and this um i'm on the twitters i'm on the instagrams um my my is it at names whatever my handle is it handle shit i don't know guys 
think it's handle. Anyway, that's in the show notes. Um, and next week, I'll be back with ugh, obviously more romance. I'm actually thinking, I mean, technically two of the books that I read this week were books that I owned, as in read what you got. <laughs> um, the Drea books, the Drea Anderson books, I own them. The Nora Roberts were all from the library, but I think I'm going to try to focus for next week on books that I own that I have not read, <laughs> because there are so many, sadly. Um, But I mean, it's just, it's hard, okay, guys? And I'm sure you know, you're reading books, and then people are recommending other books to you, so you're adding them to your TBR, or you're borrowing them from the library, and there's just not enough time, because you gotta do things like work to make money to pay for rent so you're not homeless. Yeah. I'm very much like, can someone just like, deposit you know a few hundred thousand in my bank account so i can just like i don't know spend a year reading is that asking for too much is it is it asking for too much i would say no some might say yes but i would say no so yeah next week more romance um take care go out there and uh get yourself some fresh flowers it's gonna it's gonna brighten up your day um or be really cool i mean you'll be cool regardless but like get really dark flowers have a goth moment just just go really really deep deep tones or you know do the opposite do pastels or do white i don't know just do fresh flowers and let them bring a smile to your face yes all right Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.